Hello, you are very welcome to our WIT Talk Student Life podcast brought to you by the Student Life and Learning Department here in Waterford Institute of Technology. My name is Tom Grinsell. And I'm Katie Dillon-Keane. And we are your hosts for episode 13 of this podcast. So today we're going to speak to two guests who return to education as mature students. A mature student is someone who is at least 23 years of age on the 1st of January of the year of entry to an undergraduate course. It can be a very daunting experience for someone returning to education after a period away, uh, but there is lots of things uh, they have to take into consideration when doing so. With our taster day for mature students fast approaching, uh, we felt the need to give prospective students an insight into what returning to education could be like and have individuals tell us about their mature student experience. We are joined on this podcast today by Natasha Stafford, who's a current student in WIT, and Paul Bennett, who is a recent graduate and who's now actually working as a graduate ambassador in the Access Office in Student Life and Learning. Um, Natasha, Paul, you're very welcome onto the podcast and thanks for coming. Thanks for having us. Thanks for having us. Um, just to get, I suppose, thing, things started, it's always nice to get an introduction of who our guests are. So if it's okay with you both, I might ask you, I suppose, to give a bit of background on yourselves, maybe what course you're studying, if that's okay. And Paul, I might start off with you. Yeah. So I came on board uh, back in 2016 onto the social care practice course. And uh, I loved the place so much, I ended up applying for a job straight after graduation. So I think that's testament to the college itself and the whole ethos of the campus, you know. Thanks, Paul. That's great. And Natasha, yourself? Uh, I actually came back to education there in September 2019, and I'm a second year student now doing a Bachelor of Science in Honours in, sorry now, Molecular Biology with Biopharmaceutical Science. It's a real mouthful, but it's just advanced biology is pretty much what it is. <laughs> uh, Natasha, that's almost a degree in itself, uh, pronouncing, pronouncing the course. I'm not even going to try. Uh, Natasha, what, I suppose, made you think about coming back to study as a mature student? Well, actually, I have been a pre... I was a previous WIT graduate. So back in 2010, I actually entered WIT and graduated in 2014 with a, uh, a computer degree. So I actually was an honors in multimedia applications development as my first degree. And I went into industry and experienced that for a little while, but it wasn't really for me. So then I'd done a number of different odd jobs throughout um, so many different weird things like um, <laughs> I worked as a doctor's se secretary. I worked in industry as a clean room technician. I worked as a door-to-door -door salesman, as a waitress. So I've done a number of different odd jobs, but I wasn't happy. So I wanted something that genuinely made me happy. And I just said, okay, I'm going to go back to secondary school in the sense of what did I actually like there? I liked science. So I'm going to go back and do science. But because I didn't know which science subject I wanted to do, I went through the common entry level eight in WIT to help me decide if I wanted to do physics, biology, uh, food science or pharmaceutical science. So I picked biology in the end. That, that's really uh, interesting, Natasha. And I suppose you have now the experience of 
been in college up to 2014 and then coming back again um, in the last year. So was it, was it a completely different kind of uh, fear for you coming back into education or was it, it, it was, do you, did you just find it the same as when you started back in 2010? No, it was completely different. Coming in as a mature student versus coming in when you're 17 with everyone else is a different experience altogether. I found, I found on my first day we were doing the, um, oh, the icebreaker challenge. So we were up in the, um, oh, the, the wit arena and we were all getting to know each other and it was grand. It was very fun. But what we did is, um, they organized us based on the boys and girls. So girls went to one side, boys went to the other. The next one then was organized by age so the oldest person goes to the end of the room so I just said okay I'm going to be the oldest I'm going to walk down to the very end so I did and when I got down to the end there was a group of about 10 students are you were the oldest so I was kind of listening to him going okay I wonder how old they are so I could hear them and they said oh I'm 21 no I'm 20 no I'm older so I was like okay I'm going to walk by them and go stand at the far end because I'm clearly older, but even just the course itself. So it's very different being in science versus being in computing because people seem to be very quiet in science, whereas in computing, they're very chatty, if that makes sense. Yeah. And um, just they kind of knew straight away I was a mature student, obviously. So it was harder to kind of talk to them because we didn't have as much in common, but I was able to pick out other mature students that I actually found in the class as well. So I wasn't completely alone. So it, it helped that I found someone. And now there's actually a big group of us across a number of courses. So it actually really does help. But I still speak to all the younger ones. And I mean, some of my friends have younger friends, but I have, I have trouble speaking to people I don't know. So that doesn't help. <laughs> I know, and, and did, would you have found that the, the younger people in the class would have kind of looked up to you a little bit as the mature student, or what way do you feel they, they, they would have reacted to a mature student in the classroom set? I think they were kind of afraid of me, <laughs> if I'm being honest. The mature students, I noticed, were all kind of separated to a point because I think the younger ones were just afraid of like the mature students that they were going to be too mature and that we wouldn't be able to have the crack and the laugh but they kind of relaxed around me now and like one of my best friends is actually like she's a very young student I mean I think she's the youngest in our course so I think after a little while when I got to know them and they got to know me there was no barrier yeah and that's that, that's great to hear because I, I I know from my own time in college, which is many moons ago now, but uh, I, I would have actually become great friend, friends with one of the mature students in college and still great friends with him today. So, you know, I, I would say break down that barrier straight away and just get to know everybody in the classroom. I think it's really important too. And um, Paul, just, just hitting on some of them points as well. What made you decide to turn to, uh, or decide to return to uh, third level education? Yeah, I suppose, uh... Before I ever even came back to college, um, Tom, I started volunteering in local community groups and just took an interest. 
Um, and the more I, I, I got involved with that, the more I kind of thought, God, you know, this is for me. I'm passionate about this. And the only way of attaining work properly was to, to, to gain that educational factor. Um, so it took me about two years to make the step, I'd say. So I continued on to volunteer. And then I got in touch with um, Regza down in Waterford on College Street and got the ball rolling just to find out about courses, the CAO, what my, what my options were really, you know, I was in full-time employment um, and I just thought, right, now is the time for me, I, I, you know, and despite all the barriers, I said, I'll just take a chance and go for it. So yeah. packed up the job and, and off I went without kind of having a plan as such, but having a vision that I wanted to attain my, my education, you know. So, yeah, yeah. And just for anyone that doesn't uh, know, Paul, can you just let us know what or who regs that are? Yeah, I suppose the name's actually changed since I, well, I was engaged with them. They're, they're through the Waterford uh, Wexford Education, Adult Education Board, I suppose. And it kind of helps people um, guide you through, you know, career guidance, Susie, things like that. And it's a free service, but like uh, the knowledge that Peter offered me in the regs office was, you know, so, so helpful, like, because it kind of got me ground it and figure out what my next you know steps were and where to go and where to look for that information because when I was uh, looking at initially it all just seemed foreign to me everything was new and a challenge you know but like Natasha was saying it, it's about breaking down barriers it's about just meeting the challenge head on you know yeah and say Natasha was just saying there how she went right back to when she was in secondary school and was looking at the subjects that she liked when she was looking at picking a, a course to, to, to go back and study. How yeah. did you decide on what course you wanted to do? It was career-based, you know. Okay. I, I was focused on a career and longevity of that. like, um, And it was just about how I would attain that career goal at the end of it. And, and the best way to do that was, it was to come back to third-level education. You know, uh, It's so important. I remember having a, a conversation with, with my grandparents. I, I think it was six at the time. And he was saying, if you ever want that in life, you either work hard or study. So yeah, I suppose coming back to college, it was both. It, it's hard work, but at the end of the day, it's worth it, you know? Yeah, very wise words. Yeah. <laughs> Still ringing in my ear. So <laughs> I won't working. say how long ago it was when I was six times. <laughs> 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 I know that, that that's brilliant and I suppose Paul from your perspective what helped you progress through college um was there a number of supports in place was it the people was it just getting to know others what, what was the kind of main thing to help you get through it was everything together I think Tom um my graduating year there was 148 people to begin with and the youngest was I think 17 um and like straight away we kind of all hit it off. You've, you felt part of a family or a group, you know what I mean? That you could, everyone knew each other's names and we'd say alone in the corridor. You were never alone despite such a large class. You always had a, you know, and even on the campus, you, you were never alone. Um, my own family was great that you have support from home. I think that's, that's a, a key thing for, particularly for mature students, because I feel that confidence is a, it's a huge factor for people to get over. And if you have a strong backing, you can get you know you can get through these things like so but uh i suppose yeah it was it was the kind of group in general just fun people to be around and every day was fun so it made college life a lot easier you know even for an old lad like me <laughs> that's good to hear but 
I um but I think is actually interesting and like Paul they're all really like valid points and it's very holistic you know there's not just one thing that kind of I suppose helped you progress and um, but even Natasha just maybe think of you because you're quite unique in terms of you've done a degree maybe straight out of school and now you've come back as a mature so you can compare the both the both of the experiences is there anything I suppose coming back as a mature student and um, I suppose looking at the supports that you need more in place compared to when you're just out of school or I suppose I don't know I'm just wondering what your thoughts are on that yeah so just some things you can find a little bit harder to do because say for example I mean I'm doing maths for example and they're doing a math syllabus that they've done throughout leaving cert and I never did in my leaving cert because it came in after my time and it's just it's tough but the lecturers are amazing like they actually if you ask any lecturer for any help especially if they think you're a mature student and they know that you're putting so much work into it and you're not messing around or you're not doing any of it they're so willing to help and it's just it's great that way so even if you just need just an extra little bit of notes or even a little bit extra help your lecturers are really inclined to help you but then the, all the extra supports are in WP are very helpful like the maths learning center where you can have the most basic aptitude for maths you could know two plus two is four that's it but it won't matter. They'll help you so much and they use it for everything. Like I used it back in my first course as well with computing when I was doing the maths for computing. And now I haven't used it so far this this time around, but I've been very tempted to use it. I just haven't had the time to use it. But it's just the lectures are kind of saving grace and they're just so helpful. And even other people are so helpful. So and there's so many options. I mean, even with you and student life and learning and like you're never steered anywhere wrong if you don't know where you're going someone will help you you're never by yourself yeah that, that is so true the, the lecturers do go above and beyond to help us you know and and uh and even back to last year like you were saying with the, the academic supports you know with the academic writing and the workshops like it's just unbelievable the the facilities that are available to, to new students coming on and when i was there I know a lot of my class would have availed these these supports. You know, it's fantastic. Yeah, yeah. and it is it is great to see that that um, you know that the students are using them supports because I, I notice even from attending some of the academic writing workshops, there's actually a large uh, portion of the students are mature students that that will go religiously every week, and I think that's just kind of probably from a little bit more experience like as as you both mentioned you have you've worked you've done everything so you kind of you know the onus is on on the student as well when yeah. you are in college like like when you're in the working world so i think that's really something that's important you know um and obviously we all we were all students once and we made those mistakes of not going to some lectures or not turning up to some online workshops and things like that but you know when when you go back as a mature student you obviously grab the opportunity with both hands and, and give it the, the best shot. Would that be fair and saying? That's very true, Tom. Yeah. Um, I suppose yeah. when you, when you come back, like you, you, you invest so much time and, and money as well, you know, that you just want to do your best. So you kind of, you grab hold of all of these supports to ensure that you get the best possible results. Do you know what I mean? Um, I know for me coming back, like 
you were always taught that an A or 100% was like the, the target. That was the mark, you know. But when you come into third level, there's no such thing really as 100%. You know, if you achieve marks like around 60 and 70 and plus, they're fantastic results, like, you know. So mm. it's about getting over that hurdle, forgetting about your school years, forgetting about the, the primary school or secondary school experience. This is a new level. And in many ways, um, it's self-driven, self-taught, you know what I mean? Effort reflects interest. So if you put in a lot of effort, you get the results at the end of it, you know. It's, it's, that's the bottom line, really. Um, yeah. That was for me. I'm not too sure how Natasha feels now. She's still still in the middle of it all, you know. But for me, it was, I had a target and I was going to go for it, so. Yeah, no, I'd be the same. And, like, being honest as well, the CA side of the course is really helped as well because like me I'm terrified of exams <laughs> I hate them with a passion I know my stuff but put me in an exam and I'm terrified yeah. but when you have classes and modules that are actually CA based I actually think they help significantly especially for mature students because you're learning you're being graded on what you're actually doing every week and every day in class rather than a big open assessment at the end of this semester that's going to you know, you could have a bad day and even if you know all the stuff, you just can't do it as well as you could have done on another day. So the CA side and everything like that, it actually is so significantly helpful when you consider it, especially if you only have, say, one exam in your course in a year. Sure, then you've only one to worry about and you can put all your time in because by the time the exams come around as well, sure, you've already done maybe three quarters of your modules fully and you only have one. But the CA side just it's so helpful yeah that's just, just so true yeah the, yes. the exams part of it are it, it's nerve-wracking all right definitely and I know yeah. when I was coming back it was one thing I feared it was about being in an exam hall and and you know you're you're going back to your leaving cert and you're kind of thinking oh my god like was uh yeah that's definitely a nervous but I suppose you made an important point there about the continuous assessments in the sense that like it's little bits at a time the, the worst thing you could do is well for me especially is when I went back to look at the end and think oh god I might have a dissertation or something like that at the end of four years but I think it's important to take each assignment as you go and that mm -hmm. way then it, it just adds up and you get better it gets easier and then all of a sudden the four years are done and you're you're out you know <laughs> you're going out the gate again but I remember coming in and there was like panic stations like oh god in four years time I have to write a dissertation and I haven't ever wrote an assignment. How am I going to do it? Like, you know, but in reality, you're built up to it. You're, you do a continuous yeah. assessment. You're eased in, so it's very achievable. You know, so that's that's definitely true, Natasha. Yeah, I know that's um, like it's interesting to hear that too because I I know the big stage or the big exam stage can be quite daunting for some people, and then some people thrive on it. So you know, I I'd imagine it is kind of a it is a preference for each individual, but um, similar to that, continuous assessment would have been better for, for myself as well. And it's interesting to hear that from, from both of you as well. And Paul, you, you mentioned one thing there in terms of uh, uh, kind of a major factor when you were returning and it was the financial side of things. Yeah. Um, like that had, was, was that a big decision for you in terms of coming back? You're probably thinking... I'm working here, I'm getting money every week. If I go back studying, can I keep this up? Like, what way did you feel 
yeah, <laughs> nervous, <laughs> nervous. I, I, it took me about two years to leave the job that I was in. And every day I thought about it, every single day. Um, and I thought, am I doing the right thing? You know, where will it lead me? Where will I be in three years time? Will I still, you know, will I still have the same goal in mind? Um, when, you, when you think about it, when I think about it, like back then, if I looked at a four year degree, like the few, that seemed so far away. But like in reality, the, the, so each semester is quite short. So the time rolls on quick, you know. Um, financial side of things would have been a huge worry. And I suppose meeting up with Peter and getting the information about Susie and stuff that I had, I never knew it was there. You know what I mean? To, for even to cover your fees and things like that um, was a huge, huge benefit to me to begin with. Um, and then I suppose because I had that kind of two year planning, I was saving all along, you know, to for like a rainy day fund, just in case, because at the end of the day, you still have to keep a car going or pay rent or, you know, whatever else you have going on in life. Life doesn't stop because you're in college, yeah. <laughs> unfortunately. Well, the bills don't stop, I know. <laughs> well, that's, that's very true. And how about you, Natasha? How did, how did you feel about uh, kind of considerations around finance and things like that as well when you were returning? Did you find it difficult as well, kind of, go from working back to just studying or were you able to balance both or keep keep both going? I was kind of able to balance both because before going back to college, I actually, um, as I was saying, I was a doctor secretary. I actually was studying as an external student for the leaving search for two subjects, biology and chemistry. So I want, because I wanted to do science, I needed those to get in, even as a mature student. So I actually was doing that full-time study around a full-time job anytime I got a break so I was doing that and then after that when the doctor retired I actually ended up in um, in integer in New Ross and I actually used that as a stepping stone with the sole provision to get enough finance to actually go back to college because of the fact that with my previous degree I would have to pay the tuition as well as the actual um like the Contribution fee and as all as well. So, I actually was working for two and a half years in integer and became permanent within six months. So I left a permanent job to actually come here because I just wanted something that I genuinely wanted to do. Like like um, Paul said, I wanted a career that just genuinely made me happy, and I couldn't stay where I was because. It wasn't really a career, but it also wasn't going to make me happy in the long run. So finance is a big aspect of it. And even when I went back to college, I changed jobs into a part-time secretary, or sorry, a part-time waitress. So I'm actually, um, other than outside COVID, I am a waitress as well as being a full-time college student. So, yeah. I think it's um it's quite inspiring because you've you've both mentioned you know you wanted to like you know pursue a certain career so you came back and I know Paul like that I can see that being a concern for so many people that four years thinking that's so long and it's not you're right it is broken up so I actually think it's for anyone listening it's quite inspiring to listen to you both following your dreams and even um Natasha having to take that leap and saving up and to to afford all the fees and everything like that it's great and like I know you said like you're working and you're a student so like time management is difficult at the best of times for all students just wondering like how you find that like balancing you know being a mature student 
and I suppose in your personal life and work life and everything. You want to take that one, Natasha, you're still in it. I, I'll try and <laughs> scan back to my days. <laughs> it can be hard. It is genuinely about balance. So like you could go one way or the other, you could go completely lackadaisy and end up doing nothing ever and just have one side of it. Or you could end up working so hard that you forget all the important things. Like you for, you know, you have no time for your family or your friends or any of that. So it's, it's really important, especially for, to be honest, your own mental health while trying to go through college to actually still have that, your friend and family all around you while continuing to work through it. So like at the end of the day, you're working for something you genuinely want. So as a mature student, you're more inclined to, when you go back, you know what you want to do. So you're more inclined to go for it compared to when you're 17 and you're looking at your life. But it's just a matter of, it can be hard, but you have to be easy on yourself and just take it day by day. Mm. That's the easiest way to say it. Yeah. Yeah. And like, even when you kind of balance it out, you know, if you have, let's just, for example, you have 20 hours of lecture times during the week, like, um, you can't, it's quite manageable. So you, ha you have a, a quite a lot of time that, you know, you can use wisely, I suppose. If you do a little bit of study, you still have time to meet up with friends, to play sports or, you know, whatever your, your pastimes are. I think it is important that they keep going. Um, yeah. And I know it's for like the likes of the, the societies, even in the college kind of emphasize that, the importance of meeting up as a group and, and have your pastimes because that's hugely important, like, you know. Mm -hmm. Yeah, and even I suppose speaking on societies, you've brought it up now, Paul. Natasha, did I hear that you were recently involved in the Mature Student Society? Is this something that you've got involved in? Yeah, so uh, myself and a group of friends have actually started it up again just at the start of the month there, and we're trying to get it back to where it was because apparently back before I started in 2018, it used to be there and it was thriving. So by the time I came back in September 2019, it was actually gone. And I was so sad because I was looking for it, but couldn't find it. And then found out later that it had just been kind of left dormant. Mm -hmm. So I, myself and friends wanted to actually go and have a safe space for mature students that we can all just have that social aspect that we miss out on when we're not being, when we're not a little bit younger and 17 that you kind of miss out on. So we wanted to bring that community back together where we could all help each other and just just experience college. Mm. Uh, what kind of things do you do in the society or how, and how often do you meet up? So at the moment, we're still trying to get numbers. It's a very slow game when it's all via Zoom, which is the only problem. People are kind of sick of Zoom at this stage and they don't want to be spending their extra time on it. But we do have our WhatsApp chats and things and we kind of play little WhatsApp games through that. And the hope being is we're going to have Zoom quiz nights and tea and coffee evenings. So in the sense of, you know, you're sitting on Zoom, you're chatting to a group of people, you're drinking your tea or your coffee or what else? I mean, you're over 18, you can drink what you want. <laughs> but then just do quizzes and just general things that we're missing out on. And then hopefully when all is back to normal in September, the hope is that we can organize, say, theater nights out, because one of the girls, actually the chair, uh, the secretary is actually a past actress. 
and she can actually get all these tickets for theaters all around Wexford and Waterford and the whole place. So we might be able to get discounted tickets to do things like that, do different game nights or we do event nights, just general tea and coffee days. And then as well as that, what we want to do is like the idea is when you're in as a mature student and you might be the only one in your course and when it comes to break time, you might be by yourself and it's kind of hard when you're sitting by yourself and everyone is nowhere to be found. So the idea is you might be able to text into this group and see if anyone else in the community of mature students is free. And most likely someone will be available and they'll say, I'm here. I'll meet you in the gallery. We'll go sit down. We'll have something to eat. We'll have some talk and no one will be alone. So we're trying to create that kind of system and community, really. Yeah, it's a great way of networking as well, I found. Even just being on campus, you know, and speaking to, to people in similar positions, but not necessarily on the same course, you know, and and finding out their story and then uh, you end up linking in with people like that you know so mm. I know when when I came out of college the people that you bump into in various mm. sectors uh, you know around the country it's it's just mad like and it, it stems back from the community that we're in WIT I suppose you know so it's, it's nice and it's nice that the mature student society is back there again to, to offer that support like it's, it's mm. brilliant. yeah it, it, it is fantastic because um I know Natasha you just mentioned there that it was up and running up to 2018 and I know I would have been in the clubs of socks office at around that time and they used to just have the best crack ever like and I, I actually used to love just popping over to the teen coffee mornings or into the yoga class or whatever just to see how they're getting on and uh, you know it was a great crack and I think it was that social aspect and meeting students outside of your class and you know then when assignments or anything was due you could kind of pick other people's brains outside of your class as well if needed so I think it's that support network, like Paul just mentioned, is, is a huge, um, huge advantage to any students. And Natasha, say just in the current um, climate, obviously everything's a little bit different. And I know you said it's a bit challenging, obviously, to get things off the ground and running, but you are in, in, the, in the process of doing that. But what, what would you say to kind of encourage students to, to get involved? Because I'd imagine there will be some listening and they'll be kind of thinking, why will I get involved with the society? Why would you, um, or what would you say to them to, to get them involved or get them over the line to sign up and get involved? Well, even though it is going to be via Zoom, it's still going to be a community and a group of people that all have an interesting story that you might not have heard before and everyone kind of comes from the same idea because we're all over 23 but everyone is completely different so my story is completely different to Paul's and the next mature students will be different to ours and like the idea of the tea and coffee via zoom night is we're going to play a game called who were you before WIT and the idea being that you actually explain your life story and how you got to be a WIT student. And we played it one night recently and it was just, it was so interesting. And that was only with small numbers. So it's just, you kind of come away from it and you just feel better. So you could go in and you could feel down and just tired and like just suffering. And then you go into it and you experience just it's just nice and it's serene and like everyone is just so nice that you just 
come away just happier like like there's a weight after being lifted off your shoulders and then you could tackle your biggest assignments even though you're tired because you just have this energy so it's just it's worth joining and even if you are not a mature student you can still join we're not going to turn absolutely anyone away because I can't turn around and say someone is a mature student because they're 23 because I'm 28. I'm not mature. I'm the biggest child you've come across. So mature isn't really the right word for it because you could be 17 and you're the most mature person you'll ever meet, or you could be 89 and you're the childish person you'll ever meet. So we're never going to turn anyone away. So it's definitely worth getting involved. It reminds me of, uh, of Tom, our oldest graduate. He was on uh, College Street and every morning he used to go around, you know, and he'd have his satchel in one hand and a can of Monster in the other. So I suppose it's a nice balance. Yeah. <laughs> I think that's, that's the key. It's balance, isn't it? We mentioned a few times here, but no, I, I, uh, I, I love what you said there, Natasha. I think it's very valid. And um, why wouldn't you want to get involved is the, is the question I'd be asking now. But um no, I think like listening to both of you, you've had absolutely kind of your stories are fantastic and where you are now and how you got there. And, you know, it is great to hear. And I'd imagine any any students listening in will probably be able to relate to some of them. And then, like you said, they'll have many stories that um, we, we won't have heard yet as well and, and many different paths. But um, what would you say to somebody who is thinking of returning to college but uh, as a mature student but they're a little bit unsure um what would you say to them paul i might start with you on this one yeah um just see is it feasible see is it feasible for you everybody's different i suppose you know and and like i came back i was like a single man i didn't have a family to support or anything like that whereas the next person might have a couple of kids and you know a lot going on i suppose so just see what's feasible for you do the foundation work find out like even with the, the open day that's coming up, there's going to be super information from that. Um, and, and like get involved with things, you know, like my area of interest was social studies and social care. So I started to volunteer, you know, for a couple of years to, to, to feel it, to see it out. Did I, did I really want to do that? Did I really enjoy it? You know, obviously you can't do it with every job or every um, course, but just see is it feasible, I suppose. That's that's probably the best piece of advice we can give. Super stuff. And what about uh, you, Natasha? Like um, Paul was saying, you have to really consider if it's something that is going to work for you. But even... You can always make something work if it's something you want to do. I know with family and like, much harder, but... If it's something you genuinely want to work towards, it's going to be something you're going to enjoy doing in the end. And college isn't as scary for a mature student as you might think it is. So you are actually, you're not left out in the cold. You're, you kind of have your, um, you'll get a new group of friends that you may have never met, which you'll probably have for the rest of your life. And then as well as that, you'll have new experiences. So like the societies as well are great for meeting people that you would have never met. Like, and they might be the saving grace, to be honest, for yourself. Like, um, for example, I did um, the Witless Gamers, which is 
everyone that's obsessed with board games and we used to meet every Tuesday and Thursday but it was great fun and you were meeting people that you wouldn't have met before but then even with college in general you'll make it work it it, it can be hard at the start but you'll figure it out and it's definitely worth doing if it's something you are considering doing especially if you're considering for a while mm. yeah they're, they're great tips and advice and I suppose even listening to this podcast you've listen to you both you've kind of made me want to go back as a mature student and study but I have to like agree with what you said there Paul just making sure it is feasible because you've I suppose probably got some people excited and thinking about it but yeah it is good to explore your options I think you've all given or you've both given plenty examples of that and um, all your contacts there and even trying to I suppose explore what topics you like so yeah I, th I think I really appreciate that and um, it was really good and thanks for all the information um Natasha Paul we absolutely loved having you on the the show today and I just want to get maybe from Ichi just your top tip for any current mature students is there anything that looking back as your time as a mature student you would like a current mature student to know Paul I might start with you if that's all right um god it's a great question I'm glad you asked me plenty <laughs> <laughs> of um, knowledge no Paul yeah yeah <laughs> I enjoy your time that's all I'd say my four years absolutely flew and you kind of wish that you had more time when it comes to the end of it uh it was just great it was a brilliant experience you know and that's all I can say is just enjoy your time when you're when you're there the 12 weeks or each semester or whatever it is they fly by so and, and soon enough you'll be back to the real world so just grasp it with both hands when you're there Thanks, Paul. You handled being put on the spot very well there. <laughs> <laughs> and Natasha, what about yourself? Like Paul said, he kind of said the best thing you can say now, to be honest. But um, just like take part in societies and use the supports that are given to you. And don't be afraid to ever ask for help because there's always someone willing to give you help. And even if you're in college and you've made it work, but then you're starting to experience the... Um, financial burdens you can always go to the student life and learn and they and they can might be able to help you towards that side as well so there's always help to be given you just have to ask for it and be willing to ask for it yeah that's great thanks to both of you it's actually been really inspiring to listen to you both and your experiences about returning to education and I suppose what you've made clear is that there's a lot of things people need to take into consideration when returning to education one of the important things was obviously the financial, um, I suppose, financial criteria, looking at the student, Susie grants, uh, what funding's available. And I know I kind of, you talked about touching base with student life and learning and maybe finding out more about the student assistant fund. Um, so there's so many similar people on the journey, um, but it was great to hear some of your experiences. So thank you both for joining us today. Thank you much. Super stuff. And I suppose the really important point that I'm getting from the two guys today is don't be afraid to ask for help if it's if it's around a course, if it's around um, supports, ask the lecturer and staff, ask the staff. You can do all your research prior to uh, to coming to WIT or, or applying to the CEO. So don't forget to follow us on Facebook, Instagram and TikTok at sll.wit or just type in student life and learning into your search bar on these various platforms. If, if you have any student related queries, you can email us on sll at wit.ie or if you have any uh, 
um, queries that are mature student related, you can email us on maturestudent at wit.ie as well. So thanks a million for tuning in and we will catch up with you all again soon. So thanks for listening. Thanks for coming on, guys. Thank you.